What's up? It's CFL One Chickasoticus, and this is the bar is low. Every episode, we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions that can be either good, bad, anywhere in between, but mostly they're bad. Today, we're gonna be doing an author review of a fellow called Abraxas Clippeth, but we're gonna just gonna call him Abraxas. He just normally shortens his name to that. So this guy. Humorously writes some of the most fucked up shit that he can. He is a meta man. He is self-aware. And that is really a quality that I admire in authors and other creative people. His creativity, it's really something. He's thought of some really disturbing shit that I don't really think anyone else would think of. A lot of it is pretty horrific, but knowing that it's not meant to be serious, and he just does this for himself it's not like supposed to be pornographic or anything uh and sometimes his tone will convey that it's a joke this eases the pain so this guy actually knows how to write pretty well which you know if he wasn't so self-aware would ma actually make everything much worse and talk about a lot of different fix but uh we're gonna gloss over most of them and we'll go into detail for a few we're gonna start with some of the more light-hearted ones and then get into some seriously fucked up shit start with the Sam XB trilogy. So Abraxas has a lot of these pairings from fucking Transformers, Jesus. This is just one fic that's been split into three chapters, and, uh, you know, I'm not gonna read, like, all ten fics that he has about a boy and his robot alien car fucking each other, uh, so we're just gonna stick to this one. I, I guess you've gotta be a little creative when you're writing these, so, uh, I'll start off with a quote that precedes their sex scene in this one. Remember that you love me and I love you, Sam, because you're my boy. Don't you see? We both crave these addictions. Yours is speed. Mine is crack. Sam's heart skipped a beat. It was as shocking as the night he learned that the Camaro was alien. Ass crack! So then there's some sex. <laughs> so B then proceeds to punish the kid, and there's lots of dirty talk, and Sam talks about how naughty and bad he is while getting a boner from the vibrations of the engine in Chapter 3. And they're driving the whole time, which seems dangerous, but okay. Uh, the This third chapter does open with Sam trapped inside the car, talking about how much he needs to pee, so I thought this was going to turn into a piss fetish thing, but uh, eh, not really. He does end up wetting himself, but they don't make a big deal about it. It's more of a lead-in to show how B wants more of his fluids, specifically his cum. So yeah, there are a lot that are like this. Way to go, Rexus. Now we're gonna talk about some Sesame Street fic, believe it or not. Yeah, um, Grover was the king of Sesame Street until Elmo came along, so naturally that calls for some angry sex, which, quote, brought to you by the letters F and U and the number 69. Ernie and Bird are having sex off screen, because, you know, why the hell not? Uh, so yeah, the Grover ends up, like, ass-fucking Elmo and severing his head and then impaling it on a, on his dick. So, yeah, that's fun. Now we're gonna talk about sauce. Uh, this involves some erotic Subway sandwich assembly, and then she masturbates with the sandwich. Good time. The only way to do this, true justice, is to read a quote from it so you can really get a feel for it. So, here's Inuyasha making a sexy sandwich. The bread. He sliced it. No. He cleaved it in twain, making a vulva out of it. 
splayed, willing and ready to be ravaged. He pounded chicken onto it, slathering everything with sauce. She relived it again and again, watching that sandwich swell with food like a clitoris budding through her lips and leaking its love. The cheese, she gasped as shock spiraled through her body, just watching it chop onto the meat. He stirred that orgy and baked it until the joys blended into a goo of ecstasy. As you can see, a beautiful usage of the English language. So this next one is called It's the Hunger Kid. This is another one. This is an Avatar one uh, where Aang fucks Tylee so hard that she explodes. And he has an arrow on his dick in this one. That's, uh, I guess, the headcanon going on here. This is the second time I've seen this, actually, um, where he has an arrow on his dick. Throwback to the diaper fetish one. Rip. Sadly, this is the only headcanon that I've seen involving the Avatar character's dicks. I want someone else to write about penis firebending. I can't carry this torch alone. Heh, <laughs> this torch fucking kill me. So Tylee starts wondering if it glows when he comes, and he's like, You wanna find out, baby? Uh, there's some pretty wonderful body part euphemisms here. Uh, mounds of womanly abundance, and fucking... He calls his dick the Avatar State the whole time. <laughs> Here's his quote from this, um... His little tattooed wiggly puff was shrunk and just a knob of foreskin protruding from a carpet of gray hazel curls like a pimple. Okay, that's an interesting mental image. I'm not going to think about it for any longer. Sokka comes in at the end, and he uses the word hoochie-coochie for vagina. He's like, we've all had the urge to explode inside those out-of-our-league hoochie-coochie. I mean, I could have fucked the moon. Also, I just, I just love how that's actually canon, but it sounds like such a shit post. Just a side note. And he also yells out, Oh, God, soothe my wang fire. And, you know, since since men usually are the ones exploding during sex, Aang is in a whole league of his own because he made the girl explode. Congratulations. All right, now we're going to get to some more fucked up shit. We're going to talk about some Inuyasha stuff here. I'm probably going to mispronounce everyone's names, so I'm sorry about that. I'm not actually very familiar with this show at all, and I don't plan on watching it either, especially, you know, after reading these. Thanks, Abraxas, you ruined this for me before I even got the chance to check it out. I'm going to start with Anything for Love. There are a lot of these ones, so it's kind of hard to choose. It's mercifully short, but he has, like, all of his early writing was like this. In these Inuyasha ones especially, Abraxas is very good at foreshadowing and kind of building up the horror. They're more subtle. If you don't read them carefully, you could easily miss what's actually going on. It's a style and technique of his that seems to be prevalent, especially in these Inuyasha fics. So it starts with Koga just running away from a cavern, and he's scarred by something that he's witnessed inside. Now, we don't really know what happened yet. His two buddies, who I'm going to hardly mispronounce their names, probably... Uh, Jinta and Hakaku might have been killed by a demon, but deep down he knows this was not the truth. And now, here's a quote. It did not occur to him, even after he saw what he saw, that anything beyond a penis could be used to penetrate that opening, the anus, and elicit pleasure. So he returns to the cavern because he can't leave them like that. 
you've all heard the phrase, get your head out of your ass, or some variation of that. Well, how about putting your head up someone else's ass? So yeah, that's basically what happened. Hakaku shoved into Jinta's ass. Why the fuck would you do that, you ask? Well, uh, Koga is not sure either, and... I don't think Abraxas has an answer for that either. He just wrote it to be fucked up. Uh, so Jinta bled out. Hukaku got strangled and his neck was broken. Uh, so they are both dead. Koga goes to pull his head out of the ass, but it just doesn't work. So he just torches the cavern. Yeah. This is the sort of thing we deal with here. I'm going to touch on Honey for Kagura. This is another subtle one. She gets tortured with bees to the point where she dies in a little cave and the bees nest inside her body and her pussy. Fun. Now this one, <laughs> this had like two levels of realization for me because I'm not very familiar with this show. Here's a summary that he's written. Rin seems to be alone but claims she's married and she's either getting pregnant or losing the children. But why don't the children survive? Why hasn't anyone seen the husband? And what's the bond between husband and wife all about anyway? Her husband's out. She sees him a few times during the fic, but we don't know who it is until the very end. She refers to the husband as it. And here's another quote. Yet a torment lingered. Why did her friends urge a divorce? Was it not obvious her devotion to the husband? And the stream of failed, malformed children. Was it not proof that he remained loyal? An ordinary human husband would have turned to another female already, but that he continued? Was that not proof of his affection? This story is called Little Bones, by the way. Uh, yeah, because she keeps losing the children, and yeah, she keeps referring to the husband as it, and the husband, not her husband, usually as much. Keyword here, human husband. At the very ending, they're like fucking or something, and then he leaves, and she yells his name, and we learn that it's... Uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this again. Jaken. Yeah, so I didn't know what this character looked like. I was just let it sit for a while. And then next day I came back and I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, that's, <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here? Oh no. Apraxis, you sick fuck. Because he is pretty far from human. If anything, he's like a little Yoda-esque. Um, damn, Abraxas, you sick fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Not to mention that he's, uh, like, centuries old, and she's, what, she's like a teenager or something. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that fucked me up a little bit. Alright. <laughs> Speaking of bestiality, Hungry Eskimos here. This is the next one. Appa and Momo's cat fetish. Do I really need to go into detail here? So if you need a reminder, Momo is like this tiny little lemur thing, and Appa is a huge bison that they all ride around on. And scat fetish. Because uh, Momo gets shot out of this. This is one of the more subtle ones again, because it's told from Sokka's perspective, and it's just his observations. It's not like any action going on. We're going to do one more before we get to what I consider the grand finale here. You all know how Jet was stalking Zuko and Iroh because he knew they were firebenders. Well, he was actually stalking them because he had a little infatuation, a little obsession with one of them. And no, it's not Zuko who's like about his age, which would not be really that weird of a pairing. But no, the old man. He, he breaks into their house and rubs his dick all over Iroh's clothing. So, wow. 
And now we're gonna get to the, what Araxis considers the most fucked up thing he's written, which is really saying something, considering by some of these other ones that we've already covered. And now it's it's just called Sokka and Guitar Starring a Bad Fic by Abraxis. <laughs> and here's the premise. It's an abortion fetish fic. Yeah, abortion fetish. It's supposed to be disgusting, and he wrote it as a challenge to outdo another abortion fetish thing that he read. Which, in case you're wondering, is a Dragon Ball Z fic, but there's not really anything inherently Dragon Ball Z about it. I've read the DBZ one, and it was very clinical. But oh, Praxis, you bastard. This is very graphic. And he made it worse by adding incest and bore. Goddamn boy. <laughs> he really went for it here. So I really hate that I can say this, but I think this premise would have worked better with the Fire Nation family. Here's my evidence. In this one, Katara is crazy and not afraid to fuck anyone. Who's the craziest person in all the series? Azula. Hakoda fucks his own daughter. Now, if Ozai did that, no one would be surprised. Sokka, afraid of his sister, but goes along with her shit, who is scared shitless of his sister, Zuko. So yeah, I think that this could have worked better with the Fire Nation family, and it wouldn't have even been that out of character. Wow, I hate that I can say that. So here we go. We kick off the actual story with the title, Katara, Why Do You Play With The Fetus Erection? And so yeah, you know what you're getting into here. <laughs> this is the type of shit that we're getting into. Brace yourselves, kids. So the language here often straddles the line between humorous and utterly fucked up, or it just swings entirely into the fucked up gross category. Uh, she sees her father, like, he just took a bath or something, and her pussy weeps a tear of joy. So we really get right into it, and it's even more disturbing because the interactions between Hakoda and Katara have this kind of innocent, playful feeling that you would expect from a father, and especially a young daughter. But no, they bone, enthusiastically. He calls her baby girl a lot, and she giggles when his dick twitches, which is just Oh man, it just kind of makes her seem even younger than she is. Uh, there's cock milking involved also. Uh, he says, I love to shower you with my water. Jesus, why? I, like, I mean, at least they're not calling it seed. There are many great unforgivable sins in fanfiction, but referring to semen as seed is the worst one, in my opinion. I hate that word. But they call it water here, so... At least... <laughs> then out of fucking nowhere, we get the sentence. They listen to the sound of Sokka masturbating under the blanket. I'm so uncomfortable. They just didn't give any warning. They're just like, yep, he's jacking off to the sounds of his fucking, his fucking father and his sister having sex with each other. So Hokoda starts fingering her like, where can I go there again? And didn't you like me there filling you with my water? And generally she doesn't let him fuck her in the pussy because she's afraid of getting knocked up. And as you might imagine, this gets important later because... It's an abortion fic. She's not afraid to fuck anyone except for that little fact. So she then goes and jacks off her brother because, you know, we need this to get even more fucked up. Uh, Hakoda also calls her a cockbender <laughs> during the next scene. And then she gets afraid that she's pregnant because she's missed her period. And that's what happened, as you might imagine. Can't be an abortion fetish fic otherwise. Um, also, her grandmother takes her to go get a route that will induce her labor early. She's not very concerned that her son is screwing her granddaughter. You know, that's not fucked up at all. She's just like, this is completely normal. 
So yeah, it's abortion time, and she goes to drink something that will induce her labor early, and she says that the fetus coming out is like a cock fucking her from the inside out, and the siblings start almost fucking right in the middle of her labor for some reason, but oh my god, and then it's just blood and guts explode everywhere, and then they have to reassemble the fetus just to see what it looks like, because it, like, totally exploded, and then she's just like, oh, look, an erect fetus dick, guess I'd better suck it, and then she's like, oh, oops, detached in my mouth, I guess I'll have to eat it now. (laughs) Oh my god, why, Abraxas, why? (laughs) Well, anyway, look who's got an abortion fetish now. Jesus fuck. And it says, here's a quote, it awoke a need that in a thousand years she would not have imagined existed. Hey, what the fuck? And then, as if this wasn't bad enough, she wonders what a great time she would have had fucking the incest baby, who is both her son and her brother at the same time, if it had been born. Jesus! It ends with her saying that they'll be doing this a lot and she's gonna give her father quite a welcoming when they get back. And then the last sentence is Katara was not afraid to fuck anymore. So yeah, in conclusion, well done, Abraxas. You sick fuck. You really outdid yourself this time. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously there's the fucked up shit like the incest and everyone's like general fucklessness about it. But the fucking ending, I mean, there are just some little fucked up things that he just slides on in there, whether that be a little fun little factoids or her thinking about fucking her brother's son and little dialogue like Hakoda saying go help your brother when talking about her jacking him off and you know disgusting mental images pertaining to sex well you you've done it this time boy you've done it congratulations this is what you wanted you did it yep so Abraxas is the king of fucked up fanfiction if you want to be horribly scarred I would highly recommend checking him out. Sadly, he is no longer active, but he did amass a bit of attention back in the day. Also, he has some fun crack fic too, so you don't have to be horribly scarred. You can just check him out and read stuff like what we covered in the beginning of the review. We covered the Sam XP trilogy, we covered Super Grover to the Rescue, we covered Sauce, we covered It's the Hunger Kid, we did Anything for Love, Honey for Kagura, Little Bones, Momo Do You Dream of Hungry Eskimos, What Are You Sniffing Jet, and lastly, Sokka and Katara star in a bad fic by Abraxas. And they're all, yeah, as you can imagine, by Abraxas Quilipeth, and I will spell that A-B-R-A-X-A-S Q-L-I-P-P-O-T-H Well, I'm Winchikasthotikas. This is The Bar is Low. That's all for today. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you're not too scarred by all of this.